today's question is, sell me this pen. So before you write off this question and think that it's not applicable to you because you're not in sales, then I really want you to understand why people might ask this question. It's not because they want to put you in as a sales role, unless they think you're a really convincing person, but they're really looking at things like your communication or negotiation skills, or maybe even analytical skills or presentation skills or observation skills or attention to detail or how well you think on your feet or how you respond to questions about this pen or something else. But as you can see, it really can be a lot of things that would relate to any role and not just to sales. But at the same time, it's still a good sales question as well. Now, I want to share an awesome recording that I did with Alan Manzano, and we broke it into two parts because there's a lot to unpack here. The first part, we're going to talk about why recruiters might ask this question and also what some tips and tricks are to answer this question. Then, in the second one, Al is going to try to get you to buy a pen or at least give an example of how you can answer this question. So today's guest you might have seen in the summary, you might have heard at the start, we have the same last name. And there's a reason for that, because we are identical twins. Well, maybe <laughs> not. No, he's uh, two years older than me. This is my brother. So Alan Manzano is our guest today. He is is amazing. I've known him for all my life, <laughs> essentially. And, you know, it's really special to have him on here. He was a director of sales in one of the largest telecom companies here in Canada. And, you know, he's got lots of great experience, recruited lots of people for his team, has has lots of knowledge and wisdom in this area. So I'm glad that uh, he's able to come on here. And you know what? Like, he's my brother. I call him, we're Filipino. I call him Kuya. So it is kind of weird to call him Alan. Um, but uh, what do you want to go by? Do you want to go by Al or Alan? Yeah, you know what? Al. It's funny that you asked that. I had the conversation here with my wife just recently, and she said, I always just call you Alan, because when I hear someone call you Al, I think of Big Al and the truck. You just don't fit that personality. And, you know, we just chuckle a little bit. Um, Funny thing is, it's just what everywhere else, everyone calls me Al. So really up to you. I'm good either way. Okay, well, I know my kids call you Uncle Al, and then uh, we're Filipino, and so sometimes you get Alan. (laughs) Okay, so that's awesome. No, it's good. It's good. Um, And you know what? Today's question is an interesting one, probably one. I don't know. how Have you asked this uh, quite a bit in the past or heard of people getting this question about, sell me this pen? Or it might not even be pen. might be like... How do you sell um, ice to a Canadian or, you know, something like that? How do you send, sell sand to somebody in Egypt? Like, do you do you hear of people asking this question quite a bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very much a stereotypical but very, very useful question to ask, particularly if you're trying to find out a little bit about somebody uh, who's looking to maybe move into a people-based profession. Sales is very much a people-based profession. It's something I've spent the last 15 or 16 years of my life working towards, both as a frontline sales rep as well as uh, manager. And Mike, you mentioned there that I was also a director of one of the large telecom companies here. So understanding and trying to get an idea of how a person's personality uh, comes out through just questions like this, 
specifically the question of sell me a pen can be a very good litmus test on whether or not we want to even proceed with the with uh with the with the conversation or not so yeah we've used it i think it's a great one and can be very very useful even outside of the the even outside of the use cases for sales itself yeah and you kind of touched upon this already but why do you think uh you know a recruiter might ask this question in an interview well it's interesting that you ask that a lot of recruiters will use this very much as a litmus test it's a quick do i like this person for this role or not especially again if we're really moving into people focused uh, organization for instance You'll be looking at this to, you'll be using this question to basically suss out if a person is creative. You'll use it to suss out what a person's thought process might be. You'll use it to see even just things like uh, the nonverbal cues, like what is a person's attentiveness to a client? Do they look you directly in the eyes? Are they smiling? Are they not? Do they have open posture? Do they not? Because typically what you're really looking for, if you, if you're going to be working with people is you want someone who people will like. Can you build rapport quickly? So that's typically what these recruiters are oftentimes looking for when they ask this question. In fact, let me be more specific. It's one of the many things that recruiters are looking for. But again, it's a great litmus test to at least find out some of those pieces that we just talked about. You know, we were talking a little bit about this before recording here and but it might not be something that is just asked for people in sales. Even if you're an engineer, or if you're going into accounting, you might get this question because it's all about kind of like communication as well. You know, building that rapport. Are you able to influence? Are you able to negotiate? Are you able to convince people to be able to see your side? So I think it is actually a very important question that is not just for salespeople. It's for really everybody. I was going to say you hit the nail on the head there. It's a very versatile question for sure. So how about uh, how would someone like you or what kinds of tips would you give to people on how to answer this question? You know, it's funny. I think back to a couple of times when we've used this question and you get the gamut. We, we used to run uh, for one of the sales teams I was running, we used to run anywhere from three to five interviews a week just because we were constantly hiring for some of these roles. One of the biggest things that we notice is you will Im- immediately see a person's confidence when you ask them this, this question. Asking someone the question of sell me this pen basically puts them on the spot to do the job that you're hiring them for, or at least to show off some of their skills. Don't use the word, um, don't sit there and have two, the the pauses can't be that long. When I'm asking this question, uh, make sure that you have an understanding or at least an idea of how you're going to be arriving from point A to point B. Uh, You touched on it there earlier, Mike, when you were talking about uh, that last piece there. You want to make sure that this is our ability to be able to show that you're convincing, that you know how to properly articulate an argument or at least articulate a feature of this pen in a way that makes it very, very easy to understand. Because call it what it is. You could either be selling big pens, which are 10 for a dollar, or you could be selling this incredible Mont Blanc that's hundreds of dollars per pen. doesn't matter. It's still a pen. And are you able to convince people uh, that what they're looking for is what you've got? Another thing that you probably want to keep in mind when you're talking through this and you're answering this question is, do I over talk? Do I oversell this thing? 
you know, I, there was one time where we tried using this question early in the, in the conversation. It wasn't necessarily the pen that I was asking about. It was, it was about some of the products that we were already selling with the company that I was with. And that conversation went easily for 15, 20 minutes. You know, there were times where <laughs> I was ready to cut it off. Boy, oh boy. There were times where I just wanted to cut it off, but I was more curious than anything to see if they were going to stop, when they were going to stop. And if this was going to be the only question we were going to talk about for the entire hour long interview. We've seen it happen. And it's easy to get nervous in these kind of situations that it, that you want to be able to spill your guts and you want to be able to tell everybody with this one question, what you're good at doing. Don't do that. Identify one or two things that you're good at, uh, pinpoint what it is that the customer is looking for and hone in on that. That's truly, truly the most powerful way to be able to answer this question. And the last thing is this is if I'm hiring for a sales role, I'm true, especially if it's a portfolio based sales role, I'm looking to see if that person has the ability to be able to position the features of the pen to the needs of the client. Sales is truly, truly just that, especially when you're in the technology world. It's easy to be able to spit out hundreds and hundreds of features that this particular device can have, but call it what it is. The, co- the client's really just looking for one or two things. There's an old saying in sales where it says, you got to sell the sizzle. Well, you got to sell the sizzle. And if you're capable of doing that, then people will hear you. They will understand you. And believe me, it's much easier to be able to maneuver a close, if I can use that, to be able to ask for a sale than it is if you were to just kind of spray and pray and just hope that one of those features land. And that's really good. I, I love what you're talking about with knowing, kind of knowing your audience. Who are you selling to? Cause that's yeah. really important. You can talk on and on and on, but if that's not what they're looking for, or if these features aren't what they want, then it's just going to go over their head. They won't listen. And then you're going to be that guy that's talking about all the things that you know about being the smartest guy in the room and no one's going to care. <laughs> so salespeople are known for talking quite a bit. Uh, just like you. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so what if, and then like we know a couple of accountants or something like that, and that's kind of the opposite side. They don't speak much at all. So is there kind of a fine balance, some sort of number or a time limit that you would give sort of a minimum, let's say at least of what you should be saying. Like there's definitely a maximum, but how about a minimum? Yeah, I've read somewhere that most people's attention spans, if you can't grab it in the first 90 seconds, you've lost their audience already. You know, that's the reason why some movies Mm -hmm. come out with a bang. Uh, It's kind of the same thing when it comes down to conversations. Find that hook in the first 90 seconds and don't don't drive an answer for more than three or four minutes. I truly, truly think that that's a, that's a good maximum. As for a minimum, uh, again, 90 seconds never really hurts. If the answer is far too short, we see through that and we can see that you haven't prepared for a conversation, which isn't great. Come in there well prepared, answers ready to go. Yeah. And you know what? Clear and concise is always good. Always, that's always right. good. Now, how about this? When you're trying to sell something, you know, there's different styles of sales. Could you make something a little more conversational rather than sort of an infomercial where you're just talking about all the features? 
What if yeah. you're asking them and saying, well, what do you think? What are you looking for in a pen kind of thing? And make it go back and forth. Is that acceptable? You mean if somebody were to ask you, sell me this pen? Yeah. So then if you were to maybe start off like with, well, what are you looking for in a pen? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'd strongly encourage asking back uh, exactly that question, what you're looking for in a pen. It's interesting what you'll discover, as we kind of mentioned there earlier, there's so many different kinds of pens. And some people are looking for the budget pen, something that they can just hand over to their kids that maybe they can bring to school and probably lose in the same day. Others are looking for those heirlooms that they're going to engrave, at which point you're going to be probably directing somebody away from uh, from those dollar store pens and more into the nice, metal, heavier, engraved, beautiful pens that could cost hundreds of dollars. But you'll never know until you ask. That's really what you're looking for at the end of the day when it comes down to sales. And that's really what you're looking for at the end of the day when you're looking to try and answer this type of question regardless of what role you're going into. Very true. And you know what? We're not knocking those dollar store pens. Some of them can be wonderful. So <laughs> so I hope you now have an idea of how you can answer this question and understand that it might be a question that comes up in your interview to be a lawyer or to be a program coordinator or maybe even to be a pilot. So join us in the second part of this episode where we'll go over an example of how you might be able to answer this question so you can get your offer letter.